You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. What a crazy time to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely not uh, a boring time to be alive, shall we say. It is not boring at all. What did you think of yesterday? I mean, that was that was pretty hectic. We had a lot of people on yesterday. What did you think well, of We did have a lot of people on. Um, but I mean, I enjoyed it. I like having the, the, all the voices on and, and getting perspectives and opinions. Personally, you, know that, so. you know that went for an hour and a half? I did not. That did not seem like an hour and a half. It did. It, it really did. It felt like 30 minutes. It, it went quick. It went really quick. I thought, all right, we could keep going here. But then I looked up and I saw the timer and I was like, uh, no, we got to cut this off. We got to cut this off now. Let's lead with New York tonight. New York's a damn mess. It's a disaster. So let's talk about Governor Cuomo. We wanted to talk about this yesterday, but we just didn't get to it. We talked a little bit about Mayor de Blasio and his, um, well, his flagrant disdain for you, the little person, which I mean, we kind of had that in the first place. You remember last year when he shut everything down, he shut all the gyms down and, and someone criticized him for going to the gym. He says, well, I'm in government. I care about my health. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to be healthy. I'm in government. You shouldn't be worried about your health because you're just a you know, you're not a politician. You're not an elitist. You're you're a slob. So you shouldn't care about your health. But apparently he cares about his. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that he cares about his. I'm glad he's showing that he cares about his because, yeah, you're not really liked by the people that you've destroyed up there, Mr. Mayor. So and to be honest with you, I, I don't honestly believe that he was even elected mayor, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but based on the evidence that we've seen with voter fraud on a national scale, this now calls into question every single elected official, as far as I'm concerned. You're not to hide behind any kind of a rock after this. Republican, Democrat, I don't give a damn, but we're going to see in the coming days. Anyway, let's start with Governor Cuomo. New York, now this right here, this is, when I see this, when I read this, this is... If you know history, then you know exactly where this comes from. This is straight out of Nazi Germany. This is straight out of the Soviet Union. Textbook, textbook to the letter almost. And to be honest with you, it goes a little bit further than that in a lot of respects. Now, if you don't believe that, go take a look. At, OK, I want, I, want you, I want you to look this up. And if, if you think I'm making this up, I, I want you to look this up. I want you to go and I want you to look up a group out of the Soviet Union under the Bolsheviks that Lenin formed. I want you to look up the Sheka and I want you to look what powers they were given and what they were allowed to do. Everybody hears all day long about what the Nazis did. OK, fine. There's plenty of blame to go there. I get it. And you hear about the Gestapo and uh, the SS and, and all the rest of it. That's history. That is history. Uh, and that's an important piece of history. And that's something that we're supposed to learn from. Apparently, these jokers haven't learned anything from it because they're repeating exactly the same thing. New York bill allows for the state to detain you if you are a, quote, carrier of Corona, which actually, when you dig down into it, it's a little bit more than that, or if you're in contact with someone who is a carrier. Now, they say carrier in quotations. We'll get to that in a second. But let's stop and look at what they're basing all this on in the first place. They're basing this on jacked up PCR tests, right? We talked yesterday about PCR tests. GP did it so well. He explained the difference between PCR tests 
antigen tests and antibodies test, right? Which are accurate, but mm -hmm. we're seeing the same, we're seeing the exact opposite in manners of PCR tests. They're backwards. You get the false positive rate in the same manner that you get a positive rate on an antibodies test. So the false positives you're getting for PCR tests are 97 to 99% false positives. That's what they're basing all of this on. And you know what? I, I got Cuomo here on my screen. I'm looking at him. I can't even look at him because he's just so disgusting. So they're now going to come to your home. They're going to order that you take a test. And if a test that is shown to have a 97 to 99% false positive rate, if it shows a positive, then they have the right under this bill to drag you out of your home and disappear you. Do, do you remember what I said six months to a year ago? I said, if you don't stand up against it, then, then I said, do you know what the next step is? I said, they're going to come to your house and they're going to come in your house. Here it is. Right here it is. And if you think that's where it stops, it doesn't. Bruce, you got the bill. Let's dig down mm -hmm. into it. What do you got? So it's a little worse than just being COVID-19. Okay. Now, granted, this bill, just to be clear, is currently in committee right now. It hasn't been on the floor yet, and it hasn't passed and been sent to the governor yet. But if it does pass and it does get to the governor's table, you know he's going to sign this. He's already, I think he's already board. said he'd sign it, didn't he? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, think, I, think, I think so. So basically, in a nutshell, what this does is upon determining whether or not you're a suspected case or a confirmed case of a contact or carrier of a contagious disease. So if you even came in contact or suspected of coming in contact with someone that was a carrier, um, this bill applies to you and they can come in and arrest you and basically imprison you until they determine that you are no longer contagious. Which all they have to do is change the cycle of a PCR test just to say that, I mean, well, these things will say whatever in the world they need them to say. If they set these things to zero, like they're doing in China, then it's easy enough to say, well, no one has it. But if we keep them at the 30 to 45 cycle, especially the 45s, that, that's insane. When you get to that level, I mean, GP even described yesterday what, you, uh, what they're looking for. They're not testing for a virus. They're testing for genetic material, meaning they'll grab whatever they need to to say, oh, well, yeah, that's a positive. Do, do you remember the video? And maybe this is a bad example, but do you remember the video that we watched of the... Um, uh, the member of parliament in Austria who tested his Coca-Cola and it tested positive. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, you could chalk that up to the acids in the, uh, the the liquid itself and it gets put onto that test and then it tests positive. Right. Isn't that what we said? I mean, it, I, I said it's a possibility. Maybe it's having some kind of action with the okay. or reaction with the, the okay. reagents. So, all right. Let's let's look at that in another way. I mean, a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people like soft drinks. A lot of people drink mm -hmm. a lot of soft drinks. Sure. And a lot of this stuff has a lot of citric acid and a lot of artificial chemicals and all that stuff in it. If you have a drink of one of these things, then all of a sudden you get a knock on your door and they come in and they start doing swab tests on you. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> See what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Especially the ones that do the swab that, um, you know, goes into your nose and hits that back soft palate, the top of it. It's possible for you to drink a beverage and get a little bit lodged there. So just want to point that out. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, it, it hurts a little bit sometimes when you uh, you get like some yeah. uh, fruit juice or something stuck up in there. Yeah. Oh, man, sure, you talk sure. about burning. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also this bill. Uh, there's another little fun part here. You are to be isolated and they'll use infection control principles in order to minimize the likelihood of transmission. So if they say that you could be infected with whatever contagion, COVID-20 or COVID-21, they can throw you in the quote unquote right medical facility. So it could be, you know, the 
uh, Nightingale type hospital, you know, um, or the uh, which, actual hospital facility, which you wouldn't be allowed to leave. By the way, you'd be kept under armed right. guard. Yes, this is this is imprisonment. This is not, you know, we'll we'll take you to a facility. This is a you are mandated handcuffs. You're going to this facility, and you will be in isolation until they deem that you're um, no longer contagious. Uh huh. I wonder, will will you get recurring messages in there on TV screens talking about how Cuomo's great? Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's an honest question. So Liz Joy has put out a tweet on it, which she posted the actual uh, the New York State Assembly Bill A416. Anybody can go and look that up. Uh, it's at nystate.gov. It's right on their website. Uh, this is, she said, and I'm just quoting her tweet. She says, this is straight up detention camp stuff in New York. A bill giving New York Governor Andrew Cuomo which he's tagged in the tweet, the health commissioner or any designated official full power to remove any person or group of people from their home if deemed contagious. It's horrifying. Wake up, New York, and fight. Again, what did I say? If you don't stand up to it, they're just going to keep taking. They're, they're just going to keep taking. You're defying the governor's orders in New York. You're opening your businesses. And what are they doing? They're stomping on you, right? They're sending the police around to to uh, to bully you and to menace you. Well, health under this department. bill... Yeah, health department, any of these little petty bureaucrats that really have no idea what they're doing or what they're supporting. Uh, but that's no excuse. That That's no excuse. I've heard that argument time and again, year after year. And I can't tell you how many times I've arrested someone for being complicit in something. And you can charge them with accessory. You can charge them with guilt by association, that kind of thing. And they say, well, I didn't know anything about it. Law doesn't care. Yeah, law doesn't care. Uh, and on top of that, you're going to sit there and you're really going to tell me that you don't know anything about this. You can't be a, quote, public health official and be this stupid. I, I refuse to believe that. I, I really refuse to believe that. You can't be that stupid. If you're a politician, yes, you are that stupid. OK, your own negligence throughout the decades has proved that you are that stupid. OK, you're a mouthpiece. You're bought and paid for. If you're a bureaucrat and you understand how the testing works behind the scenes. I don't expect a politician to understand that, right? You're the dumbasses that are trying to educate the idiot politicians. So I expect someone behind the scenes to understand what's going on. I don't expect a politician to understand what's going on. But does that give a politician a free pass? No, the politicians are supposed to be standing up for we the people and fighting back against the bureaucracy. But instead, they're caving to it. You know, I keep going around and I keep thinking to myself that somehow by just looking at this stuff, that somehow someone's going to come along and do the right thing uh, in, in these positions, when in fact, that's not what's happening at all. Uh, it's, it's the exact opposite of that. You're not fighting back. If you're in the system, you're not fighting back. You're doubling down. And I've always said that before you admit fault, you're going to double down. And I'm seeing the doubling down coming on the other side of it, too. I'm seeing more people double down because they think somehow if they just go along with whatever it is that they're told to do, that it's going to keep them safe and it's going to get them out of it. No, you notice it always gets worse. It always gets worse. You can't bend a knee to this. I said at the beginning of summer, do you remember when the riots started? Do you remember that? Do you remember when all the riots started? Bruce, you remember when the riots started? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what I said then? I said, you cannot make a deal with this. There is no deal with this. You don't make any kind of a deal with this. It's their way or it's liquidation. That's it. That's it. And I'm not speaking from a uh, from, from a point of being hyperbolic here. I'm speaking from a standpoint of knowledge of history. That's what these people are following. They're following this to the letter. 
It's not that difficult to see if you understand history. It's not that difficult. But I feel like I'm on a rant here and I'm, I'm sorry. But when I saw this, I, I just I, I flew off the handle. And I saw it last night, and it was uh, it was everything I had to not uh, lay into it last night. But we had so much going on with all those people in there last night that that we just we didn't have time. And we'll get into it more because I mean you're you're going to start seeing this kind of stuff uh, pop up because this is the next step. If you don't stand up, this is where it goes. This is where it goes. So the governor can determine in his own opinion if you get locked up. And the governor in New York right now is has he already proved that he's. Someone that you should be concerned about? I think so. I think so. And so you're going to allow the next step of it? Another person tweeted, uh, Kyle Becker, he says that New York proposed, quote, law would not be a law at all. It flagrantly, blatantly, and explicitly violates the Fourth Amendment rights of all American citizens. So does the TSA, sir. So, so does the TSA. That's been violating our Fourth Amendment for 20 years. This is arrest without due process of rights. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of intolerable act our founders went to war over. Now, here's what's interesting about this, if you haven't figured it out by now. This is just from a virus of which there's multiple vaccines you can take for it, okay? So they have multiple vaccines that do different things, and you have multiple treatments for it. And remember, it's 99.7% survivable. Think about that. Think about that. This is already starting in Canada. And you notice what's happening up there to the poor Canadians. I mean, I saw Bruce. Did you see the video of the uh, the guy getting drug out of his house in uh, uh, in Quebec? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That's what's going to happen all across. It's going to be starting in uh, parts of New York. This is the kind of stuff we see in places like China. You know, where do you think they got it? Where do you think they got it? Yeah, because we we've seen this happening to some of the people that were bringing out the truth of what's really going on there in China with the the whole coronavirus and everything. Those people disappeared. Uh, again, you have to ask yourself, you wonder why people have a, uh, shall we say, people like us have a, shall we say, uh, an attitude of not letting the government have an inch because they take a mile like this. Mask rules, you remember those? That was an inch. Okay, now they're taking a mile. They'll take whatever they can get away with. Just like Thomas Jefferson said, the level of tyranny you'll have is the level that you'll put up with. It's what it always comes down to. So New Yorkers, I know we've got a lot of New York listeners. Do you even know anything about this? That's another thing is they're passing this stuff in the dead of night when no one's paying attention. And so with and with everybody being locked down, you know, I thought about that today. Do you remember yesterday we talked about the uh, the Nightingale hospitals in the UK and mm -hmm. uh, the, the people that are going around filming the um, uh, the empty hospitals in, in different parts of the UK and they're getting arrested for it? Well, mm -hmm. if they're going for these um, <clears throat> tier five lockdowns, which I'm sure you won't be allowed to leave your house at all then, well, then no one can go to these hospitals any longer, can they? No. No, no. So then they can concoct and manufacture whatever they need at that point. See, it's easy for them to promote the propaganda in China. And you notice that's what we see a little bit. Bruce, you remember a few weeks ago, the airport, two people tested positive, supposedly, in an airport in Shanghai, and they had 100,000 people locked inside of an airport. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, and there was just a few people holding them back, like in, in hazmat suits. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beijing... Yeah, Beijing, they, they locked part of the city down the other day in Beijing because a couple of cases were found and they were going around in, in full protective equipment, uh, sealing up buildings and things like that. It's easy for them to do that in China and to promote that propaganda to the world because they have so many people that they can get as bad actors out there to do it. But here they can't do it. They can get the hospital staff like CBS News did, that Project Veritas exposed. Do you remember that? I they do. didn't have enough people that were, quote, overwhelming the hospital. 
So they went out, the, the media showed up, and they went in, and they had the hospital staff, the nurses and the doctors and the attendants, get in their cars and drive out and then drive back in to make it look like there was an overwhelming surge on the hospital, on the emergencies. So they can create that kind of stuff. The Chinese, they can manufacture that kind of stuff. They have a full-blown totalitarian police state. They can manufacture that. You can't get away with it here in the West. They also have full control over the internet there, mostly, uh, with the uh, the Great Firewall. So they have that, which, by the way, that was done with uh, companies like Broadcom and Cisco Systems out of the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah. That can be done there. They can manufacture and control the monopolization of perception. Here, it's a little bit more difficult. They haven't figured out how to clamp down on that yet. But once they clamp down harder and harder on the population, they think that they're going to get that monopolization of perception. But I think it's too late for them because the information is already out there. Something's going to have to give. So, something's going to have to give on this. Uh, and of course, once warm weather starts coming back, then it's going to be something different. But I think they're already going for broke. I was looking just out of curiosity. I was looking at flights to different countries because occasionally, I mean, I'm on the flight line here coming out of uh, the, one of the main international airports. I hear the flights going over from time to time. Obviously, they're nowhere near what they used to be, right? Nowhere near what they used to be. But it's very cloudy over mainland Europe right now. So it's you don't get a chance to see them. Uh, I haven't seen the sun in like, uh, I can't tell you the last time. Uh, because it's it's just this time of year. That's just what it is. I was looking at flights to different countries because I've been I've been trying to <laughs> I've been trying to go on vacation for like a year and a half now, and I can't go. I actually had to refund my flight for the one that I had to rebook twice on. And so I started looking around at uh, other countries' flights, and you know a lot of them have been delayed until 2022. That's funny considering that's the same amount of time that Bill Gates says, oh, that's about the time we're going to be getting back to normal is right around the first part of 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. That's funny. Pretty and of course, Fauci, yeah, it's real convenient. Fauci has come out, and I'm, I'm tired of looking at that little worm too. He's come out and he said that, oh, well, we'll be back to normal by now. Now it's the fall of 2021. Now it's the fall. Uh -huh. So now, uh -huh. now it's next fall. And then, of course, once we get to next fall, then it'll be, well, it'll have to be the first part of... Um, uh, of 2022. See, it's always more. It's always more successive approximation. Learn the term. Bring it up to the modern age. That's how totalitarians take over. This is no different. It's exactly the same. It's just brought up to the new era. Do you have anything else on this bill out of New York? Uh, no, it, more or less, um, they can detain you for up to five days without any warrant, court order, any of that kind of stuff. Up to five days is what they say. Uh, unless you handle yourself, how do they word it here? If you're detained, uh, you shall not conduct yourself in a disorderly manner or and shall not attempt to leave. Basically, don't fight the state. Just yeah. do what you're told and, and go into the go yeah. into the, uh, the the COVID camp, basically, is what it, what they're saying. Right. And you'll if you do, you'll be held longer. You may have, you know, fines put on top of you. But I did find that the medication, you know, vaccinations and all that kind of stuff. They do actually have to have a court order to do those. You know, forcibly. we um, yeah, we um, yeah. And, and these these people, these yahoos that are out there that are saying that um, like uh, Alan Dershowitz and the rest of them, these constitutional lawyers that are saying that, um, you know, the government has every right to drag you down to a hospital, tie you down to a table and plunge a needle in your arm. You go to hell, sir, because the Nuremberg Code says that. I mean, th this is exactly what the Nazis did. Hello. Uh, it, does anybody I, I'm so angry and I'm, I'm so pissed off when I see this stuff. It's playing out. It's happening again. It's, it's happening again. And 
I've got stacks and stacks of history books here of what happened in the last century. This kind of nonsense is exactly what we tried and hung Nazis for, and rightfully so, because of this kind of behavior, because of what they did. And I'm not blaming the Germans. Don't don't think that. Right. I'm not blaming that. That's all these poor people have been taught over the last 50 years is to feel guilty for that somehow. And that that's completely ridiculous. You shouldn't feel guilty over something like that. It wasn't you that went out there and did that. But under the Nuremberg Code, it specifically states in there that and all nations agreed to this at the time when we tried these bastards for what they did was you cannot forcibly initiate medical invasive procedures on someone without their consent, without their informed consent. And they're sidestepping this. They're sidestepping this. This is exactly what I said yesterday. We have every legal right as righteous and just people to try these sorry sons of bitches under the Nuremberg Code and the Geneva Convention right now, based on this. When they start coming at you with forced vaccinations, you've got every right to fight back physically at that point. Sorry, man. I get a little angry. No, this is a good one to get angry at. I just I'm I'm at the end of my I'm at the end of my rope with it because I I just I'm seeing people that are just in that that haze, man. They just don't want to snap out of it at all. I mean, I I, kind of lost it when and I need to send you this video. It's this. um, And we were talking about it last night with uh, with Marty and them. This woman who is walking out on the street. I told you about it. And she's got the mask and the face shield on. And she's got the the disinfectant spray and she's spraying it in front of herself as she walks. Yeah. Look how paranoid you've made these people. Look at the psychological damage. Do you think someone like that is ever going to recover? Like tomorrow morning, do you think they're just going to snap out of it? No, you're doing long term psychological damage. And that's not even mentioning the poor kids you're putting this on. You know, I I saw a uh, I was out today for a little bit and I saw I saw a kid couldn't have been more than five, six years old wearing a mask by by the stupid parent outside, outside. And at the same time, I'm sitting there, I'm shaking my head, and I see these two dumbasses coming across on the intersection, because you have to yield to bicycles. I see these two dumbasses coming across outside, riding a bicycle with masks on. Are you stupid? Do you have any idea how dangerous that is? These people think that it's in the air, for God's sake. (laughs) How on earth do you reach that? Anyway, Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York, we talked about him briefly yesterday. He's dancing in New York City's Times Square on New Year's with his degenerate wife, And he's laughing in your face because you, the little person, you, the deplorable, you're not allowed to be out there. He's allowed to be out there. You're not allowed to be out there. De Blasio dancing in a nearly empty Times Square. Now, how does that make you feel? Bruce, how's that make you feel as an American taxpayer? How's that make you feel seeing that? Mm, Bit angry. Well, most of the country was angry. A lot of people that were seeing that, they were grinding their teeth, I'm sure, especially the people of New York, of that great city. I saw it and I was disgusted. And hell, I'm 4,000 miles away from the the sorry sack Mm -hmm. of garbage. We're looking at a a sense here where the West in general, I'm not singling out the United States here because this is a common problem. Uh, And I've said this from the start of this podcast. I said, we need to take all this nonsense we've got going on amongst us. I, I don't care where you're from. We've got to put all that aside and we have to deal with this problem. When I said back then, When I said a year ago, a year and a half ago, hell, it's been, oh my God, it's been over two years now. When I said two years ago, I said, we've got to put our differences aside and deal with this problem. This is the problem I was talking about, this thing that threatens all of us. But we've become a civilization, not just a nation, but we've become a civilization that is completely untethered from all reality, it seems like, doesn't it? Does any of this stuff make sense? Over the last 12 months, how much of this stuff has made sense to you? It hasn't, has it? It's meant to confuse you and to disrupt your way of thinking. It's meant to turn everything on its head. 
It's meant to, well, I don't want to get theological here, but maybe you can help me along with this one because you're, you're, uh, you're very good at this. They say that evil becomes good and good becomes evil, right? Yeah. Well, in this sense, not only is that the case, but normal has also become abnormal. Abnormal has become normal. Have you noticed? Yeah, there's also something else that um, uh, uh, applies here is where sons will be against their fathers and daughters against their mothers. That's kind of what this is pushing you into as well. Not just the, the COVID situation, but also the, the politics, right? If the kids are Bernie Sanders types, socialist types, and the parents are conservative types, they're disowning each other. Yeah, and we saw that before. COVID, right? People were so divided by politics. Yes, it's really, it's a sad thing to see because it's a direct attack on the Western prescribed nuclear family. Where have we heard that before? Right. Uh Uh-huh. Where have we heard that before? See, that's what they can't compete with. And when I say they, I'm talking about groups like the uh, the Davos group, right? World Economic Forum. They can't compete with that. They, They can't compete with a good, wholesome, nurtured family unit. The local small businesses, they can't compete with that. Why do you think they're doing all this to shut all that down? What what the hell kind of elite are you if you can't build a product or a service that anybody wants? So you have to wreck everybody else's lives to satisfy your sick needs, which they're not even needs. It's, it's just a it's a it's a want. Disgusting degenerates. All right. So New York, keeping with New York, de Blasio, he closed public schools despite the overwhelming scientific evidence of little risk for covid exposure, notably for elementary students. There's no evidence to show that this is spreading in schools, is there? None. All this is meant to do is it's meant to destroy whatever's left of the educational system so they can bring in the state education. Everything is designed to re-educate you, your children. That's what it's designed to do. It's not designed to, to make things easier for you. It's not how it works. Critical race theory, right? It's being taught in a lot of schools around the country. You remember we were reading about that, Bruce? Mm-hmm. And it's not even being brought up to a lot of parents. They're just teaching it without the uh, the parents even knowing. The schools are teaching the students not to trust the parents because they don't know. They're they're old. Think what we're teaching you now will is better, more efficient. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're old fashioned. They don't know what they're talking about. And mm-hmm. if you have anything, I mean, hell, kids are getting kicked off of Zoom calls for classes because they've got squirt guns hanging on their wall in the background. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry. I would just jump off the Zoom call. You don't have to kick me. I'll save you the trouble. With New York losing money, of course, they're losing money. My God, have you seen Fifth Avenue? It's a disgrace. De Blasio, you're going to love this one, Bruce. De Blasio said the federal government could bail out City Hall and local businesses by simply printing more money. Oh, now, so if that's not fiscally and politically delusional, I don't know what is. So the American people as a whole should bail you out of your problems that you created, we should be the ones that pay for it as an entire country when your state should. Well, okay. That's exactly what he's saying. Speaking of um, fiscally and politically delusional, Ned, it's good to see you. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's why I've come to be enlightened. You have. You have. All right. Well, I tell you what, um, I need to I need to step away because I need to deal with something here real quick. But if you and Bruce want to talk, I'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, So you guys go ahead. Yeah. Hello, Bruce. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm doing well. Healthy life. Yeah. Yeah. um, uh, Of course, over here, all the media segmented the countries away from each other. We don't get anything up in front through the normal media about what's going on on your side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I understand it right, on the 6th, Mm -hmm. that's when your Congress meet and the votes get counted. Is that right? 
basically yeah and then the uh, vice president will verify uh, the count so basically and if anybody comes along and says we don't agree with this count from the states and state size separate states and things like that they have to pause go away into their little offices have a discussion come out and agree with it or not is that right basically yeah and um, they have, I believe it's like 24 hours to present an argument, I, I think is basically what it, what it, the case is. Um, we have a few senators Sorry, that have come out and said that they'll contest it. One of them is Ted Cruz and he's, um, a lawyer. I mean, he's, he's great at, um, uh, he's argued in front of the Supreme court, but anyway, they'll contest it. But, uh, if none of the other ones contest it, Pence has already said, the vice president has already said. He's going to contest it. Yeah, so I mean, I've heard um, one of your senators. Is he from Oklahoma? Is somebody called James Longford? Is it James Longford? No, out of Oklahoma, it's like Stack or Stat Stats or so. I don't because, know. Because there was um, there was a mention that there's about ten or twelve senators getting together to, and they want to create an, a proper audit team and put that um, through Congress so they can actually go around each individual state. What was his name again? Uh, I think it's James Longford, is it? James Longford? Uh, I don't know whether it's a senator or not. I mean, it's, 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 very, very, it's very touchy, the information here and the names and things. And yeah. I come to you guys to verify. But apparently uh, a group with senators are going to contest everything and they want put before Congress that um, they want to create an audit team and give them some time to sort things out. And they yeah. reckon, because you've got time between the 6th and the... 20th is the inauguration day or whatever it is. That, that is right? correct. Yes. So um, it's James Lankford. Um, Lankford. And, and, and you are right. It is Senator of Oklahoma. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Close. Um, Close. Yeah. Yes. I do know of a few of them that have said they're going to, to um, argue for like Ted Cruz, for example, that I was saying there, they're going to argue for an audit. Um, there's yeah. been a, as you said, there's been a group of them that have gotten together and, and they want to do an audit. And I, I think the main target of the audit is the five states with the obvious voter fraud um, mm -hmm. issues. Uh, Obviously, because your time, their time has now been really squashed, hasn't it? I mean, we've got two weeks between inauguration, yeah. haven't we? Well, just... they, they kept running into, they would take it to the courts and the courts would just throw it out. And the problem is, is a lot of the judges and stuff around here have been bought out by various individuals like Soros. They've been sponsored, shall we say, by Soros. They're left-leaning. So anybody that would contest, you just get your case thrown out. And the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, says, we're not going to hear these. I mean, we're not going to decide the election. So basically, our U.S. Supreme Court said, screw you guys, your vote does not matter to us. So what, that there's voter fraud? <laughs> well, I if mean, the people the can't decide and the Supreme Court won't, what have you got? Yeah. So basically, this is, this is what it'll boil down to. If, the, if enough senators rise up and say, we want an audit, they do an audit, um, that will be one direction it goes. Mm -hmm. If not enough stands up and the vote doesn't go through, then Pence has already said he's going to not accept the electorate from the five states, which means uh, that would put Biden under the 270 and Trump both under 270, which means it would go to the uh, House yep. and they would vote. And at the House, it's one vote per state. And there's 27 or 29 Republican states. 
So mm -hmm. basically, that's one way Trump would get in. That's one of the theories. Yeah, because basically, if they um, do an audit, and then as soon as the uh, vote drops below 270 for Biden, Trump stays in, doesn't it? Um, actually, no, neither of them win in that in that case. You you have to get the 270 vote. And if oh, yeah, but I mean, if Biden drops... Yes, yes. Him, as uh, himself, yeah, and Trump stays. Yes, he, then he would, Biden's yeah. back in the in you know in the toilet. Yes, exactly, and, and Trump will win. Yes, so I mean, there, there's a few avenues that that this could go to where Trump would win again. Um, honestly, it has just shown how much deeper the swamp is, and how much more cleaning up the American people need to do. Uh, oh, I know, I know. I know. I mean, if, if you, if you, if, if, I mean, even if you look out there from, I mean, this, this negative media where it seems like every country doesn't get any media outside of their own cloud, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. I mean, it, it, it's wrong. There's yeah. things, it, 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 we're, a, we're a global people now. Anything that happens somewhere in the world will eventually affect us. Yeah. And it's 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 really it really comes down to divide and conquer, isn't it? And that's yeah. what, I mean, and it's just getting a bit daft now. It's it's going beyond yeah. it. I mean, something funny that I heard as well. You do this as another American thing. California, mm -hmm. you've your governor of California. What's he up to? Because um, somebody was um, what were they talking about there? Recall effort, like they want to revote and boot somebody yeah. out. Yep. So the the governor there is um, not great. He's been ignoring his own orders and going out and uh, partying and having fine dining at these really expensive restaurants and whatnot. And telling and, everybody uh, else to eat with their masks on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eat with their masks on. Don't go to restaurants. You know, I know. Out. And so there has been a large effort. Um, I believe they need 1.8 million um, uh, signers on the petition by March of this year. And I they think, are uh, eight hundred thousand. Yeah, what, what, one of your oh, um, congressmen is it McCarthy? Is it what did I come back going for that? What did, what did I come back to? Uh, this part is recall Gavin Newsom. Oh, oh we've just oh, been yeah, talking okay. about the. Um, we've basically we've been talking about the um, possible audit and the uh, gathering of senators that I've heard over here. Yeah, yeah. That twelve, uh, ten to twelve senators want to create uh -huh. an audit team. Well, I and I was I, just uh, having that fun thing. Yeah, yeah. I I heard you say something about. Um, someone going to a restaurant and, and flaunting it. Was that Governor Gavin Newsom of uh, California? Yes. That, that's who we were talking about. Well, he explained yes. that. He explained what he did there. The way he laid it out, I mean, it just, it makes perfect, perfect sense the way that he laid it out. And <laughs> I mean, if you just hear the sincerity in his voice when he made that public statement, well, let's just, let's hear him. I made a bad mistake. Uh -huh. Instead of sitting down, uh, I should have stood up right. and walked back, got in my car and uh -huh. drove back uh, to my house. Uh -huh. but you Instead, did. I chose to sit there with my wife uh -huh. uh, and a number of other couples right. that were outside Health the household. New York, you can Earth, quibble California. about the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. But the that. spirit of what I'm preaching See, all the time uh, was contradicted. And I got to own that. And so I want to apologize to See, you. See, the spirit of what he's preaching all the time is, is something that he should practice more. So, I mean, don't you take that apology to... to to heart, either one of you? No. No, trade up. Okay. I'll be well, surprised I mean, if the he, taxpayer didn't pay for the meal. Well, yeah, the $300 a plate truffle pasta, Ned, you know they did. He was sitting there, and I, I said the uh, the health secretary of, uh, of New York, that was incorrect. He was sitting there with the health secretary of California at that dinner uh, amongst 
other public health officials at the time when they were ordering everyone else to stay home. So you see, it's it's that. And of course, I mean, I've got something today. Uh, there's a Canadian minister who decided that they were going to jet off to the Caribbean while lecturing people to stay home during the holidays. And the worst part about it was he tried oh. to cover it up. How? Uh, Ontario's finance minister, uh, Rod Phillips, has been slammed for asking people to make sacrifices and forget about going on holiday while he himself jetted off to the Caribbean. Uh, as we all make sacrifices, remember that our this is his tw- this is his tweet uh, he put out on Christmas Eve. He says, as we all make sacrifices this Christmas, remember that some of our fellow citizens won't even be home for Christmas dinner over Zoom. Thousands of frontline heroes will be at work looking out for us. Who is that special hero in your life you want to thank? Well, <laughs> Mr. Phillips, it's not you. It's not you. When it emerged that Phillips had left the country, breaking the non-essential travel mandate, he was... <laughs> He was forced to issue an apology, kind of like the governor of California just did, claiming that he deeply regretted traveling and it was a mistake and he wanted to apologize for that. Boy, that sounds awful familiar, doesn't it? It's almost like they're all given scripts. Did he awkwardly smile through the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He had that uh, that that eaten grin on his face the whole time, didn't he? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I enjoyed myself. Sorry. Yeah. By the way, Ned, that excuse that I just played there of Governor Gavin Newsom of California, that went on for like 15 minutes. I just took a few seconds of it. Oh, I don't want to hear the rest. You're quite he right. says, well, yeah, I don't want to hear it either. I don't want to hear that, what I just played. But this is um, uh, Finance Minister Phillips' uh, quote on it. He says, I left on a personally paid trip to St. Bart's on December 13th following the end of the legislative session. He said that he was, or he, cl- he was claiming that he was making arrangements to return to Ontario immediately and will begin a 14-day quarantine as soon as he arrives. Well, <laughs> well that's okay. Yeah, after you've had your fun in the sun and, mm-hmm. and you've had your jet ski trips and everything else it is, you're down there doing swimming with the dolphins or whatever. That's fine. Yeah, just just do your 14-day quarantine. But you, you, the... Um, you know the the peasants. <laughs> you can just stay home and and don't uh, don't don't be around your family or anything like that. But he see he can go to the uh, the Caribbean. That's fine. That's fine. He he can do that. But he also tried to cover up the fact that he was in the Caribbean during a video conference call on December sixteenth using a fake background. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. It is un. It's not really unbelievable. I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous how obvious this is. It says now angry residents who are locked down between provinces are calling for his head. I don't blame him. I'm not oh, yeah, Canadian, I'm, and I'm, I'd call for his head. Ontario Premier Doug Ford has also been slammed over the revelations with his claims that he found out about Phillips being away, but did not order him to return. Uh, I did call him shortly after he arrived, and I asked him, and he said he was away. My mistake, and I take full response. This is what he said. He says, my mistake, and I take full responsibility at the time. At the time, you see. And I should have said, get your backside back into Ontario, and I didn't do that. Phillips joins a long list of COVID hypocrites in government who spend their time lecturing everyone else to hunker down while they completely ignore all the restrictions. See, it's a different lifestyle for them. If you get elected to public office, or in this case, if you steal public office through fraudulent means of voting, because that that seems to be where all this is leading that they don't want to hear about in a couple of days. I'm just guessing here. But if you get elected to office, then you can live a normal life. See, you're part of the elite, (laughs) or so you think. You can live a normal life, but if you're not you, one of these people, as long as you say sorry, as long yeah, as long as you say that uh, you know, and when you get caught, you come out and you say, "I made a bad mistake." As long as you say that and you want to apologize when you get caught, then it's okay. Then it's okay. I mean, it starts. You see, it starts at junior school when a child is told by a teacher after two of them are fighting, "Say sorry." So one of them thinks about it, says sorry, although he's not. 
then walks away and then starts again. But as long as they say sorry, that's fine. You can get away with anything. And they continue it all the way up through Parliament if we say sorry. Where does the um, responsibility, the ethical responsibility of I've done this, now what, what is my comeuppance? There is none. They stay in office. So how can that be? Shouldn't they just be sent out? I mean, we call our servants of the people. I don't know what you call yours. Well, we're supposed to call them that. Uh, that's, I mean, that's what they are. They're not kings. They're servants. I've been saying that for years. But they, they run yeah. around like they're kings, and they're not. They're not. You mm-hmm. idiots work for us. What part of that do you bumbling fools not understand? What part of that do you not get? They're meant uh, to behave more like parents looking after their children, which are normal people. But they don't, because I would not treat people like my children like they treat the people. Well, see, just- Ned, you're you're a good-minded person, though. That see that that's the biggest fallacy in in a lot of people is, and I'm not saying this is you. I'm just saying in general, it, it shows. It shows good-minded people. Their greatest strength is also their greatest weakness. Meaning, and I know that, that, like I said, I don't put you in this category, but people of good mind, they wouldn't treat people like that. They wouldn't behave like this. And so, by that aspect, they don't believe that anyone else would do that either. They think that by being a good natured person and not doing uh, harm to someone else, no one else is going to do that. It's the same concept as, well, I'm not going to rob a bank, but that doesn't mean the guy down the street's not going to rob a bank. But now it's even worse than that. It's even worse than that now, because not only is the guy down the street robbing a bank, they're going to come and they're going to arrest you for it. No, no I do get it. It's, it's just that there's no, no one's passionate about their jobs they're not passionate about the people it's, it's so flaky i mean at the moment you're in a null zone over in america you're waiting for the sixth you're waiting to see what happens on the sixth and then you've got 14 days for inauguration day and it's scary because what affects you affects us and that is i mean the penny drops i mean one of the main reasons i came on here today was to talk about your side and i talked to bruce and stuff like that and because the media is keeping everything out we don't hear about you unless we look for it and if that's here and we're supposed to be the 50 53rd state you know with as europe causes yeah germany is the 51st <laughs> yeah. and so but even we don't hear a lot about europe anymore so everything is like segregated i mean people are voluntarily isolating themselves from each other and that is helping this global disaster and that is what they want. They want everybody divided and conquered. And you need a global voice, not just America, not just Britain. You need people everywhere. They've got to pick it, pick the flag up because this is this is hard times. And I see as these next two weeks, especially with America, it, it could be a turning point. It could be a pivotal point. Very much so. And, and that, we that's need, what I, yeah. yeah, that's what I said. We we are waiting on what the Americans are going to do. That's that's what mm-hmm. it is. Everyone's waiting to see what's going to happen with America because the world will follow. The, the Americans uh, now you can argue uh, their their tactics and and how they do things and conduct themselves around the world. I, I get it. Believe me, of all people, I get it. Right, American born and raised, but. What the government has had in the means of foreign policy over the last 70 years, the last 50 especially, does not represent what the American people fully embrace. That doesn't speak for a lot of us. Because you have corrupt no, elements in there that are that, that have created this this machine, this war machine by contractors. Do you know the United States has more private contractors than they do actual soldiers and sailors in the military? Did you know that? <laughs> Probably. And it, look, Trump has been ending that policy. You can say what you want about him, 
but he's been ending all of that policy. This is an old plan. Having a garrison in Germany and being in the Middle East and having these conflicts all over the place, that's an old policy. That's an old strategy. Trump is ending all of that. You notice there's a drawdown everywhere, Germany included. There's a drawdown. Also, what I noticed was, even though he's been pulling back and drawing down, there has been less aggravation abroad as well from those other countries. So something seems to be working. There's a peace deal in the Middle East that he's brokered. Not even so much as a mention of that. No, he's done quite a lot. I give him that. He's a very awkward and strange personality, especially out in the face, the public, and what is portrayed here and around the world. But if they look at his track record, whoa. I mean, it, it is quite exceptional. And that is something I never expected to say about the man. But the, that's the honest truth. It is. I, I guess I, I just I, I look at I look at how things are and and I see where people like us are at. You know, and we're we're no one special. We just we've created this platform because we we felt like we had to do something. We felt like we needed to voice our opinion and get people in a sense where, hey, look, we just want you to wake up and we want you to do your own homework and figure out for yourself what it is that you think is going on. That doesn't make people like us some kind of um, superhero or, or prominent person or anything like that. We're just people, the same as all of you. We're, we're nothing spectacular. And I hear a lot of people out there that think, oh, well, um, yeah, it's, it's going to turn off into this big, uh, this big conflict and all that stuff. Do you understand how horrible that would be? No, it's be mental. It would be absolutely crazy. It'd be absolutely crazy. See, this needs to be done precisely. It needs to be done. And I've used the, I've used the analogies before and, and it fits to this. When I was, uh, I need to be careful how I say this. When I was, when I was learning about how to engage certain things, okay, engage certain situations, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. When I was trained to do this, when I was trained to, to take on certain situations that I would be faced with, I was always trained stop because your adrenaline is going to skyrocket. When your adrenaline skyrockets, when hysterics kick in, then your ability to to focus, to rationalize and to think critically and logically, it all goes out the window. So you need to stop. You need to assess your situation. You need to look at your options. You need to evaluate your alternatives and you need to make your choice. But don't be a broadsword. Be a surgical scalpel. Mm-hmm. And that's precisely what needs to happen with this. This is a very delicate situation. This can get out of hand very quickly. This needs to be dealt oh, yeah. with with surgical precision. We don't need to go out there and go off all half cocked uh, and start, uh, you know, running amok. All that's going to do is it's going to get you in trouble. It's going to get everyone else around you in trouble. And it's bad for the overall movement in the aspects of what we really want, which is freedom. So and which you will be ne- used against you anyway. if you Exactly. Do. Exactly. And so that's not what needs to happen here. Am I saying don't resist? No, absolutely not. You should resist, but in your own way, but not like that. Not like that. Someone here tried to drive a car into Merkel's office a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember that. Um, no. Yeah, with a uh, with with something spray painted on the side of the car it says "End Globalization" and stop the uh, the police state. Okay, I agree with the message, but that's completely the wrong way to do things. Okay, now I'm not a person that has all the answers. I'm not someone where you just. Uh, you know, you send us a, an email or something and uh, or, or you follow us or whatever, and we're going to give you all the answers. Truth be told, I don't have any answers. I really don't. The only thing that I know is I know what history shows. I know how this is going to work. And I know what needs to be done in order to fix it. But a lot of things have to be done in the correct order in order for that to be fixed. Yes, you can't it just take a while. It is going to take a lot of time. This is not an easy fix. Mm. This is not something that happens tomorrow morning. I, as I said yesterday, I wish to God that it would be over today at noon, but it's not. You know, when but it's got to the, start somewhere. Uh, 
It does. And that's just it. We have to start somewhere. You know, when the founders, yeah. you know, the the uh, <clears throat> the Englishman, when they uh, I said that very <laughs> quietly, when they when Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin and John Adams got together, when they wrote the Constitution in France, I might add. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a bad one, isn't it? <laughs> when they, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good historical when fact. they wrote that. I like and the lady wrote, that stands in New York Harbor as well. When they wrote the Constitution in France, the first draft, uh-huh. of it, when they wrote the Constitution in France, it didn't pass right away. It took so much time. Benjamin Franklin said to Jefferson and Adams, we have a new world to build, gentlemen. We need to get it right. Get it and right so it's going to time. take time. Right. Yeah, it's going to yeah. take time. And it took so long to do that. Anybody can go and look this up, okay? And you've seen uh, paintings and, and murals and things like that of this, but it doesn't do it justice. And and I remember reading about it. If you look at the back of a $2 bill, okay, a US $2 bill, anybody can Google image that or Bing image or whatever it is you use. Google image a or just image search a the back of the $2 bill. It's the signing of the Declaration of Independence. When you look at that document... And, and there was a famous mural that, that was painted at the uh, the First Continental Congress building in, in Philadelphia. And John Adams, not John Quincy, but John Adams, his father, was the second president of the United States. He was brought in mm-hmm. and said, what do you think of what we painted here? And he says, I think it's absolutely abhorrent. It's awful. It doesn't represent what happened at all. Everybody was around smiling and, and cheering and having a good time and laughing. And he says, we were all ready to kill each other because we couldn't agree on anything. <laughs> so it's going That's to take true. time. It's going to take time to yeah. fix this. But we have, by those same men, we have a blueprint. They left a blueprint. They knew that they couldn't predict the future. They knew they couldn't. But they gave us a blueprint, a living document in order to govern ourselves. Yeah, a people's document. Exactly. Exactly. And more than that, it's a living document that you can alter. The, the process is built into it. You can change it. If you want, you don't really need to fix it. There's nothing wrong with it as long as you follow it. But if you look at a lot of the European constitutions, the modern ones, the French, the German, the Italian, the Dutch, if you look at all these, boy, they sound awful familiar because we (laughs) gave them the blueprint. Now, they changed it a little bit here and there to fit their parliamentary needs or whatever it is they wanted to do. But it's there. Adapt it. Use it as a guide. The amendment process is in there even. So if you don't like something, then you can change it, but you put it in the document and then you leave it in there. When you realize it doesn't work, you take it out, but you keep the text of it in there so you understand where you've been and what works and what doesn't. It's a living, workable document. Now, the thing is, you need people that actually care for what they're actually That's just it. Is and and they the found the founders famously stated that the Constitution was written for a moral and just people. Well, we don't have that right now. We don't have that right now. If we had a moral and just people, then this wouldn't be happening. None of this would be happening. So we've got a lot of work to do in order to get back to where we need to be. But as you said, Ned, we've got to start somewhere, and I think that's the place to start. Yep. I could be wrong. I don't have all the answers. I'm just throwing out suggestions here. But I'm saying no. It's What's work? Correct. You are correct. You are correct. We need to start somewhere. And the pivotal point is this month. And I seriously hope that people, especially your senators, the 10 or 12 of them that say, we want to go for this audit, we want to get this crunched out and everything sorted, do it. Stand up and actually do it and get that audit team out there to back everything up. It's needed. We, you need, you need the, the people have got to get their faith back in their system even one place in the world and if they do that and and, and if and if they manage to um 
swing it in America, well, hands up to you guys. It'll be good. Well, the thing is, is I mean, that that's, yeah, and that, that's what I said. Everybody's waiting to see what the Americans are going to do. And it's going to be, and I, I truly believe this. You can call me crazy if you want. I truly believe this. It's going to be the Americans and it's going to be the English that are going to lead the world out of this problem again. That's what I really believe. Well, hopefully. Because but, I mean, no, if you look at the populist movements, no, look at the populist movements. Look at the Trump movement, not him. Okay, look at the movement. Look at the Brexit movement, not Boris Johnson. Look at the Brexit movement, okay? Economic populism. That's that's kryptonite, to use a Superman analogy. That's kryptonite to the World Economic Forum. They can't stand it. That's got to go away. That's too big of a movement for them to crush, and it's going to get bigger. If you look at what's going on in Germany, all the protests that are happening here that the media is not saying anything about, oh, yes, some crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists are out there. Some anti-vaxxers <laughs> are out there. That's all that's out there. You've got people marching no, down the streets over here with, with uh, the German politicians wearing prison stripes. And with Bill Gates, with a with a, a red circle with a line through him. Now, you're trying to tell me that that this this kind of a movement with that kind of energy is going to get crushed by what? By what? A bunch of singing, dancing, drunken politicians that are out there that are uh, that are cheering while Rome's burning. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So it's the movement. It's the movement of the Americans. It's the movement of the English with Brexit. That's going to set this whole thing on fire. It's going to. The nice thing about Brexit is the one good thing that's happened about Brexit is that because one country has removed itself outside of Europe, there are several within Europe, like frightened of the big brother thing that they're all part of now, to see if Britain can make it work. And then one or two or three or four might follow. You might get a domino effect. You might not. But you might get people waking up to certain things. And it's like saying... Democracy says you have freedom of speech, but you can only say this and you can't say this and you can't say that, which is that's when it falls to pieces. It's like the, the trade. We have free trade as long as you go by our rules. That's not free trade. So you've got there's so many things that need to come back down to the people level, back down to the honesty, the transparency of everything to make it work. And it's going to take a hell of a punch to do it. And it's going to take a lot of people in a lot of countries. It is. That's what's needed. It is. And honestly, I, I think that uh, I think that's common. Now, like I said, it's not going to be an easy fix. It's not going to be uh, a fix that happens overnight. But the good news is, is that we've got history on our side. Oh, we've yeah. got righteousness. We've got justice on our side. And on top of that, it'll happen on top. It will happen. But on top of that, we've got a way out of it on the other side to rebuild. We have a way out. So people are, are worried, well, possibly if we could just, uh, if the whole system comes apart, we descend into anarchy. No, we don't. No, we don't. We go back to where we came from. And that doesn't mean that we reverse all of this uh, uh, th this stuff about uh, civil rights and, and all that stuff. No, that's not what I'm talking about. We really go this time with the actual aspect of freedom. You know, when Prince Charles, when I heard him say what he said about uh, the Great Reset, when he said, we have a very small window of opportunity here, and we must use all levers at our disposal to ensure that this happens because we will not get another chance at this. He's absolutely right. Do you know why he's absolutely right? Because in the new system that comes along, after this, when we get on the other side of this, people like him are going to have no place in it. None. No royalty will. 
They're just figureheads now, if you want to call it that. They've got influential power and all this and all that, but they're not going to be around. Same thing with these uh, these so-called elites and these political classes. They're not going to be around either. That's why they have to go for the full aspect of control now, because they're not going to get it. They know this is their last shot. This is their last chance. They're not going to be able to hang on to control much longer. They're not going to be able to keep a lid on this much longer. So honestly, Ned, whether Trump pulls this off somehow or not, I don't think the movement is going to allow this to continue. Oh, no, the movement will grow. But the, the hardest thing that the people have got to understand is the movement needs to grow and it needs to grow at a steady pace and keep its head on the right direction. But the longer those people stay in power, the harder the fallout's going to be. And that is the scary bit. And it's, I mean, and it's like all things. It's a, it's a psychological war now, not one with bullets. And 21st century warfare, my friend. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's the it same. Is. It's the same aspect. It's the same aspect. Yeah. It's the same old tactics, but they've brought it up to the new age. That's all it is. So we are going to have to go. Thanks for dropping in, Ned. Appreciate it. Well, it's all right. I just um, felt a bit wound up after I, I found out how secluded I was by the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, everything about the media is, it's, oh man, it's a disgrace. They are a disgrace. They're an absolute disgrace. Everything about this is designed to make you feel isolated and feel alone. Believe me. If you're listening out mm-hmm. there, you are not isolated. You are not alone. Might feel like that physically, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to put you in a place where you don't have interactions with anyone else. That's what the mask's all about. So you don't have an interaction yep. with anyone else. It's to take it's away your conquer. identity. Exactly. That's right. And so it's yeah. it's designed to make you feel hopeless, and the only way out is the way that they give you. But that's not true. It's not true. And I wish we could continue on, but uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. So thanks for being here, Ned. Bruce, thank you for being here uh, as well, as always. And for those of you who would like to get in touch with me, you can do so anytime by getting in touch with me on Parlor. Uh, you can follow me over there. I'm I, I'm really bad about social media. I can't stand social media. It's just it, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. it's it's just terrible. It's terrible. I, you know what? I had to go back on Facebook because I need to get in contact with an old colleague. And I just, oh man, I can't stand it. everything over there. It's just so, it's so awful. But yes, you can follow me over there at Jay Anderson three, or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you want to reach out to us and you don't want to do it on social media. Drop us a line anytime you'd like via email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. Again, we are trying to grow as much as possible here, but we do need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts with the exception of SoundCloud. And all we're trying to do is promote good, healthy conversation in and amongst people circles. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. That's all for today. Ned, Bruce, thank you guys for being here. Thank you to all the listeners. And we will see you tomorrow. Take care.